This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Come on in, everybody. It's the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. A really good one for you today. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast for Pelicans and Saints fans. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from the Smoothie King Center today. It is a big night uh, here in this building. Uh, As the Pelicans begin their final homestand of the season, there are four games to go, and it begins here on this Friday with uh, Kobe Bryant and the Los Angeles Lakers. Kobe Bryant's final game here uh, in New Orleans and uh, we'll celebrate that here in just a moment. John Ireland, the voice of the Los Angeles Lakers, is kind enough to join us on this Friday. Kind of uh, give us his last take on this uh, farewell tour, what we might expect tonight, and what lies ahead with the Lakers, who are entering tonight's game with 16 wins. Uh, that's almost hard to comprehend for anyone who's been around the NBA for any amount of time, really. So uh, we'll talk to John Ireland about that today. Football conversation with Jonathan Vilma, the former Saints greatest, uh, going to join us from Miami today. We're going to talk to him about his latest endeavor. Also get his thoughts on the uh, free agency period, the upcoming NFL draft, the Saints 50th season, and more. So two great guests lined up for you on a fantastic Friday, which leads us into one of the busiest weekends you can imagine. I mean, shoot, just from a sports angle, you've got – Kobe and the Lakers tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Both uh, uh, Tulane and LSU baseball are home this weekend. LSU started off their series with Vanderbilt big time last night. And then Tulane's got a great opponent in, uh, opponent in uh, top 25 East Carolina coming in. That's just on the sports scene. <laughs> and then you've got the Masters going on on your television for sure this weekend. How about Jordan Spieth, by the way, opening round performance yesterday. Pretty incredible. And, and, of course, all that's going on in our city, French Quarter Festivals this weekend, the Strawberry Festival up in Ponchatoula. I don't think there are enough hours in this weekend to really uh, take it all in. So do yourself a favor. Enjoy the weather and try and take some bites of the, uh, of the uh, weekend, uh, however you may choose. But y- you have endless options, that's for sure. And so that makes us a little excited here on this Friday. A great weather day in New Orleans and two great conversations coming up in just a moment on the Black and Blue Report. We'll start today with Jonathan Vilma. We'll continue with John Ireland, and then we'll get you some details about tonight's uh, goings-on at the Smoothie King Center and a little detail about tomorrow. I want to make sure you're aware of as well in the uh, second game of the homestand, and we'll do all that here in just a moment. Fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Saturday, April 9th against the Phoenix Suns. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. How much do you want to lose this year? 
5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best. It's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Hey, we get to talk some football on this Friday. Not only do we get to talk football, but we get to do it with one of the great Saints of all time. That's former linebacker Jonathan Vilma, who's kind enough to join us from Miami today, where I'm sure it is spectacular. Jonathan, good to have you again. I hope you're doing well. Oh, I'm doing very well. Uh, enjoying this nice weather down here, uh, trying to enjoy this retired life, you know? Yeah, I, I can imagine. Hey, by the way, how is retired life? What have you been up to lately? Well, you know, I couldn't actually sit around. So retired is a uh, quote-unquote because I think I just moved on from career one, which is which was football, and then now I'm looking to be an entrepreneur. Um, I have a few restaurants open, and I've been spending time opening another restaurant or another concept called Pincho Factory down here, so... Um, that's been going well. It's been keeping me busy. And then, of course, uh, the daddy duties with uh, my little six-year-old. Well, we know about daddy duties. That's hard enough. Um, and, and, I, and I have an idea that the restaurant industry is about as hard as playing football, from what I can tell. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, yeah. what, would, what would you say is a signature of your restaurants that you've been putting together? You know, the signature of my restaurants would be the, the teamwork, the operations, you know, it's no different than football. You're as good as your, your weakest link, you know, the old cliche. So, you know, I make sure I try to hire strong managers, strong staff, so that the message gets passed across, just like the head coach down to the assistants, down to the players, you know, what we're looking for, the culture we're developing, and then the consistency that we can bring to whether it was football, winning games, or now restaurants as far as a uh, good product. No doubt. Hey, uh, your parents are from Haiti, Jonathan. Are, are there any good Haitian dishes uh, hidden on the menu anywhere, something that you grew up with? <laughs> no, man, you know, I, I keep those to myself. I want all that food for me. So <laughs> I don't have them going into the restaurants. I just have to eat that when I get home. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I, I would assume you've, you, you can't get away from football completely, and I did want to kind of pick your brain a little bit about – obviously with the Saints, or maybe any other league-wide news that's really jumped out at you uh, through the free agency period. Thoughts, Jonathan? Uh, you know, the biggest one was the Brock Wilder move and what's happened uh, following that. that. That was probably the biggest move because we all know that quarterbacks are, you know, you, you treat those as a luxury item when you have a really good quarterback. You know, look at the Saints and how well Drew Brees has done for, for that organization. So, you know, that was a surprise. Uh, where they go from there, I don't know. Who they pick up, I don't know. Um, I don't think Mark Sanchez is the answer. Uh, outside of that, no real big surprises. Free agency, 
happens as planned. Some people get paid more than people thought. Some people get paid less than people thought. You know, players move. Yeah, that's kind of the the, the year in year out routine. Um, I, yeah. You know. With the Saints, though, picking up James Laronitis, it's a natural conversation piece for you and me here. Uh, what can you tell us from your experience or your observations about what kind of a guy the Saints are getting in Laronitis? You know, Laronitis, uh, playing against him and watching film on him you know, for many years, I thought that Laronitis was a, one, a very good athlete. That was one very good athlete, um, could move around, was uh, very good in space, a good tackler. And then two, he had those natural leadership abilities. Remember, his dad uh, also was a, a wrestler over in the – I don't even know what they called him, WWE, WWF, whatever it was. But, you know, I think that he brought a lot of those characteristics as far as his passion, his energy, which is all contagious, and that's going to feed off to the rest of the defense. So it'll be great for a guy like Stephon Anthony to learn how, what it is to be a professional under uh, James Laronitis and then also bring those leadership qualities, that energy, and that passion to the game. Jonathan, you were such a leader on the Saints defense. If, if James were to pick up the phone and call you this offseason and say, hey, hey, Jonathan, I'm about to take a leadership role here with the Saints defense, uh, not directly, but certainly under head coach Sean Payton, what advice would you give him? For, I, you know, to be honest, I don't think I need to give him much advice as far as being a leader. From everything yeah. I've heard, Jolon Dunbar was over there with him uh, a few years with the Rams. So as far as General leadership, I don't need to give him advice. He does a good job on his own. As far as specifically dealing with Sean, you know, Joe Bitt and, and those guys, you know, I think that I think the, the biggest thing that I, I took from and what I was grateful for taking from the Saints was that we were held accountable, we, we were honest, and they did a great job, they and Sean and Joe, of treating all players fairly but not equally. And if he goes in, he establishes himself, and he is a bona fide leader, and he's everything that they're asking him to be, then they're going to have a great relationship, uh, Sean, Joe, and him, as well as D.A., Dennis Allen, at, um, you know, as far as calling the plays. But he has to gain their trust, just like they have to gain his trust to understand, hey, if, you, if you're bringing me in and you want me to be that leader, then let me lead. Uh, so I think that relationship will be forged, you know, during the all-season workouts, mini-camp, and um, training camp for him to finally grow into that into that role once the season starts. That's a great point, Jonathan. I, I look at the Saints defense, and I think that any of us would readily admit that there has to be uh, drastic improvement on that side of the football, just from uh, you know a numbers standpoint, where you hold your own in, 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 a, in a league ranking type situation. When you look at a Laronitis or a Stupar that they've brought in, Nick Fairley, too, up front, uh, are, are they on the right path here, Jonathan? Can they mix uh, enough with the young talent that was drafted last year and that perhaps is upcoming that the Saints might see some kind of a, a, a large leap defensively this upcoming season? Uh, the short answer, yes. Um, the long answer, I would say that you don't know how the guys are going to mesh with the young guys. You don't know how they're going to take to them. So that, that's always up in the air, and, and you can never – forecast that, predict that, whatever you you know, you want to do, you you do as much background research on the on these vets to make sure that they come in and they are good guys. But after that, now it's a matter of, well, are the young guys, second year guys, going to take to the advice that these veterans are giving them? Uh, 
how do they respond to it? Uh, are they going to be pushed as hard as they need to be pushed? Uh, what buttons to push for some of these guys? You know, some guys react well to, you know, the yelling, screaming in your face, other guys shut down that way. So, you know, it, it's hard to, to say what an improvement will be. I'd say from what I've seen in the Nick Earlys and the James Lernices of the world, their production alone should give drastic improvements to that uh, New Orleans Saints defense. But, you know, it doesn't stop there. It's now also developing these younger guys to be able to contribute. Jonathan, you know, the Saints have the 12th overall selection, six overall picks in the upcoming draft. Kind of based on what we're talking about, if I were to put you in charge of the Saints draft, where might you go with that 12th pick or a second or third round pick at this point? You know, I would first go offense. And I know it's easy to go defense because you see the the areas of improvement that, that are needed. But I would go offense because if you stockpile the talent offensively, you can, one, control the clock with the run game, two, put up points in the passing game, three, help out the defense who may not be able to sustain a full game if it's a 17-10 to 10 type uh, score. So, you know, I think that you, you go offense first, then you start to load up on defensive positions in the later rounds, uh, and then because – Frankly, they drafted well in those later rounds. You know, it's not like, like when I was there, they drafted well in those later rounds. It's not like you had too many busts down in those later rounds. You know, they found some good value picks, uh, found some really great running back picks, uh, undrafted free agents, et cetera. So uh, that would be my route to, to stock up that offense, really get that running game uh, sure, sure. You know, it has to be sure so that they can slug it out with the best of them as well as pass it with the best of them. Jonathan, I'm shocked by your answer. You're a defensive guy. I can't believe you just tipped no, your you hand like that. You put on the general manager hat, so I had to look at the, at the Saints as a whole. You know what? So that's why every conversation with you is great. Um, and so then I, I would imagine then because of what you just said, you were just fine with Kobe Fleener being signed as a free agent tight end. Oh, I'm fine with Kobe Fleener being signed. Um, I'd love to see another tight end. You know, there's a – uh, Hunter Henry, Hunter Harry, I believe, from Arkansas. That's a pretty good tight end over at Arkansas. You know, bring him in as well and have a, a nice one-two combination. Uh, you could also go with a wide receiver. I went to a place with Marcus Colson and be, you know, the new and improved Marcus Colson, so to speak, at that 12 spot. Um, but, you know, as I said, there at the 12 position, I don't think there is a defensive player that will be available that will instantly change the game for you, change the dynamics for you on your defense. Um, if you were picking top three with a Ramsey from Florida State, that would that, that may be a game changer, you know, and mm-hmm. still it's up in the air, you don't know. Um, so I would go with the safer bet, get a solid skill player that can contribute on offense immediately. All right, yeah, we'll see how the Cooks has done for us. Yeah, obviously. Yep, yep. All right, we'll see how that plays out. Interesting. Hey, you know, we got the uh, we got the preseason opponents yesterday, Jonathan, uh, Patriots and Steelers. Uh, Texans and Ravens. You know, this time of year, I know guys are in their off-season routine and everything else. But when you start to hear about things like preseason opponents as a player, does that does that charge you up a little bit? Do you even really care who you play in the preseason? No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. And because as, as you get older, as I got older, uh, and the years went on, I, I was more focused on self improvement. It didn't matter about the opponent. And, you hear people say that all the time, but it, it really is true. You start to go into these mini camps and training camps saying, all right, 
I need to work on my hand placement. I need to work on my footwork. I need to work on whatever it is, leverage, whatever it is. So it's just a, a faceless opponent in training camp so that I can see myself against somebody other than the Jari Evans of the world back then. I can see myself getting better and, and working on the, the techniques or anything that I need to improve. So, you know, and frankly, that's what the older guys are doing. The young guys are out there to prove themselves. They want to be able to prove it again. You know, other competition, another 53-man squad. But for the vet, you don't care. You you want to get better. You want to improve on on what you're focused on, and move on. Good. I, I I'm glad you I'm glad you gave us that perspective because that's one I don't I can't have. I can't ever. I can't ever get that, Jonathan. Hey, uh, Jonathan, we are going to start up this 50th anniversary or the 50th Saints season coming up here, and obviously you're a big part of what we would determine as probably the most successful stretch in franchise history. Are you nostalgic at all? Will you want to come back and, and in some way be a part of the 50th season for the Saints? Yeah, I'd love to. I, you know, the the Saints will always be a part of me. That You, you hear me saying us instead of them, you know, so – you know, I, I've always enjoyed my time there. And then when I reflect back, I don't get nostalgic too much, to be honest with you. But when I do reflect back on the times I had there, I realize how lucky I was for the teammates that I had. I was how lucky I was for the coaches I had. And, you know, even with all the bounty gate and all that nonsense, you know, we still had some very good times. Uh, and I can't – I know that I have friends of mine that can't say the same thing for their careers. So uh, I've truly enjoyed it. I always enjoy it. I always remember it. Not too nostalgic, but I would definitely love to come back in some capacity and celebrate the 50th year. That'd be great. That'd be great. Hey, last question for you. It's an easy one. Um, next time I'm in Miami, which Jonathan Vilma restaurant am I going to go to? <laughs> All right. If you're going to watch uh, some Hurricanes football, you're definitely going to Brother Jimmy's. Uh, down here if you're going to just get a burger then you can go to pinto factory if you want to just go to a bar and kind of hang out then you could do the beach i have a, a lounge called foxhole on the beach that you could go to all of them i highly recommend there's obviously no bias here sean none at all uh, none at all of course and, and all those sound right up my alley too jonathan that's that's good stuff um i hope to be down in miami soon enough again and especially uh before it gets nasty hot for all of us Nasty hot. I mean, you still have the beach. You can always go to the beach. If you don't like any of my places because it's too hot, just go hang out on the beach somewhere. That's fair enough. Jonathan, always a treat. Uh, I hope you have continued success in your new endeavor, and uh, we'll be checking back with you again, I promise. All right, sounds good, Sean. Thanks, Jeff. There he is, Jonathan Vilma. What a great visit here on a Friday. Take a break, and we'll be right back. Summer is coming and Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keeps offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keeps and we'll get you cool in three hours or less, guaranteed. Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keeps. Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long-distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face -face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. 
Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us. Here to build a future with you. Josh Groban. On stage, Friday, July 15th at Bold Sphere Music at Champion Square, featuring songs from his new album, Stages, as well as his classic hits, with very special guest, Sarah McLaughlin. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 1-800-745-3000. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, the cheapest price right now on StubHub for Kobe Bryant's finale at Staples Center to end the regular season is going for about $649. I don't think we'll see uh, numbers like that tonight. Nonetheless, Kobe Bryant and the Los Angeles Lakers are in town for Kobe's final appearance at the Smoothie King Center, taking on the Pelicans at 7 o'clock tonight. And the voice of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, John Ireland, is kind enough to join us here on this Friday morning. Are you, uh, John, are you done with this, or is it getting better and better? Well, I'm going to miss Kobe, that's for sure, Sean. Um, I, yep. I, my timing was uh, pretty lucky. I, I got to uh, Los Angeles and got a job at the Lakers TV station the year they signed Shaq and drafted Kobe. And so I've been there for the whole ride, and it's not going to be the same. So I, 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 whereas this season has not been very enjoyable, we're a 16-win team. As a matter of fact, last night when uh, when Phoenix won, it locked us into the second-worst record for sure. So we're going to finish with the second-worst record in the league. Uh, that has been ugly, but, um, you know, just like if you have a favorite band or a favorite singer and you know that they're uh, – they're shutting it down or going off tour or, you know, or however you want to phrase it. I, I think that's the way people can identify it. You know, the guy that's kind of made my, my life and the life of Laker fans exciting for the last 20 years is hanging it up. So it's definitely going to be different. Have you enjoyed the farewell tour yourself and just, just from your own world, your own perspective? I've been surprised because I, I don't think if Kobe was on the phone with us right now, Sean, he, he would admit this. He has shown a side of himself to the public that I didn't think he would ever show. He has been, you'll see it tonight, he, he's been incredibly appreciative. He's been humbled. Um, the tributes that teams have done for him uh, have been touching and moving. And uh, even the teams that did absolutely nothing, and there have been teams that, that have done nothing for Kobe, um, those yeah. fans at some point will break out impromptu into you know, a huge ovation and He's been very appreciative and, and handled it incredibly well. And for me to see that, like see this guy who was kind of a, an assassin who would go into cities and, and, uh, and take their hearts out for, 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 you know, the better part of 17 years, 16, 17 years. Um, and even in the last couple of years when the team's been bad, he, he's gone down fighting. This is a different guy you're going to see tonight. He'll, he'll be smiling. He'll be engaged. He'll be talking to your fans. He'll be, waving to your fans he'll be taking off his sweatbands and his elbow sleeves and giving them to kids and, and it's been that way from the beginning so that that has been really fun to watch if you're a if you're a fan of the old uh, star wars movies not necessarily the one that came out now it's it, it kind of when darth vader went from evil to good and that's been kind of fun to see <laughs> but you've known him all these years can he have been that evil all those years john or was he 
Well, I think he would have been to, to other teams. Uh, I'll tell you, Sean, I've said this many times. Uh, I'm, I've been forever glad that he's been on our team. You want to be on his team in a fight. And uh, what I mean by that is I've done, I mean, between the two of us, between me and you, we've done thousands of games. I can't tell you how many times I was thinking in my own head, hey, get this thing to the fourth quarter and keep it close, and maybe we could Kobe the game, which I had turned into a verb that, that he would he would basically take the game over down the stretch in a game we had no business winning. We would win because he had 38 points and, you know, 14 assists and 12 rebounds, and he'd just basically take a game over by himself. And those guys, those guys that can take games over by themselves, are getting very few and far between. You um, you called a game this year when Anthony Davis did it, when you were up in Detroit, where he just took a game over by himself. There's only, I think we're down to less than 10 people on the planet who can do that anymore. Yeah, I think you're right. And I don't know if that's lack of star power or better better players all around. That, that would be a whole other show. Um, you need, by the way, you need to trade Mark and uh, make some money off of the uh, verbiage uh, Kobe the game. By the way, John, I think that's something that you and your lawyer need to talk about. <laughs> I'll try, but I work in L.A., so someone obviously stole it. There's 17 probably. studios within within a mile of Staples Center. It's probably gone. Yeah, there's there's that's that's true. Uh, that's fair. I'll give you that. Um, I, you know, we don't know what's next for Kobe. He'll tell us when he's ready. Uh, but John, is there any way to tell what's next for the Lakers? Uh, at this point, you know, 16 wins, and certainly the you know the Kobe situation all season has been, I think, for all of us on the outside, something to keep us engaged with LA. But what about what about this team and their fans and and their and their head coach, a guy that I adore because of what he's meant to me and Byron Scott? But is there any way to tell what's next for this team? It's hard, Sean, because I think that you've got to you've got to kind of do these things in order. And, and actually, let me address your question in order. Um, I Because I've been with him so long, I, I bothered Kobe for the better part of the last three weeks, and, and, uh, and I got him to come on my radio show on Wednesday. And, um, and he told me he's, he completely knows what he's going to do. He's going to start a company called Kobe Inc. He's already got the office space and the employees, and they're working on it. And they are going to, it's going to be a storytelling company. He's going to do documentaries, movies, TV shows, books. Uh, websites, he's he's going to launch into his whole own new media company, and it's not necessarily going to be stuff that has to do with sports. So that's where his focus is going to go. And then to get to your question about uh, where the Lakers are going to go, this isn't, I've said this on my own show, and this isn't very popular with Laker fans right now, but I think Byron Scott will be the coach of the Lakers next year. Um, he's got another year left in his deal. He has invested a lot in these young players. He's kind of shown a lot of tough love and got them ready. And I think that our management wants to see what a Byron Scott coach team would look like when we're not playing four on five. This year, to be completely candid, Sean, we've been playing four on five because Kobe hasn't been playing a lot of defense. He's, you know, he plays some games, he doesn't play other games, and, and he really can, he has a green light to do whatever he wants when he's on the court. So we haven't always been running an offense. We haven't always been running a defense because we've been we've been blending this Kobe farewell tour into our season. So you, you, this is a long way of saying you've got to kind of throw this year out. So my guess is Byron comes back next year unless unless they're able to lure a mega free agent. And part of getting the free agent would be that the free agent wanted to play for a different coach. That's uh, but I mean 
I certainly don't think Kevin Durant is going to land up on the Lakers' doorstep. I, it, it, I know there's some fans hoping for that, but I think that's an extreme long shot. Um, could they go get a guy like DeMar DeRozan, who's from Los Angeles? Maybe. They're, they're going to have a lot of cap space. So there are a lot of ifs, and, and like I said, a lot of boxes you got to check. Do they keep their pick? Do the ping pong balls break right? If they get that pick, do they keep it or trade it? Uh, do they make a run at somebody like Boogie Cousins? who may be available for a trade. All these things have to happen. So our first thing is May, the lottery with the ping pong balls. Uh, do we keep that pick? Because our, our pick is top three protected, Sean. If we, if we fall to four or below, we lose it. And, mm-hmm. um, and then that's the, first, that's the first question you've answered. And when that happens, you can start asking all the other questions. If that, I, I just heard myself explain that to you. I don't even know if it, any of it made sense, but I hope it did. No, it does. It does. And it's fair. Uh, and the other aspect that I want to ask you about with regard to moving forward is is that, John, you and I both know, we've been doing this long enough now, how important culture and chemistry is. And, and, and number one, for the first time in forever, no more Kobe Bryant in the locker room. And then number two, this nasty story that we've all been watching with regard to D'Angelo Russell and Nick Young. And, 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 and will that have an effect after the season has concluded going forward as far as that culture and chemistry question goes well they're going to have to get some veteran leadership in the locker room uh there's no question about that and i personally though i don't know anything sean i i personally would be surprised if nick and d'angelo are both in the same locker room next year um i i don't know how that dynamic could work um as a matter of fact, Byron has said that Nick has checked out mentally. I, I don't even know if you'll see Nick tonight in the building. I, you know, the, he's he's been through a lot, and uh, we're, nobody's really sure what's going on in his personal life, or um, you know whether or not he's. It, Byron said he's going to keep him on the inactive list uh, for now, and we only have four games left, so you may not see Nick play on a court for us again this season. Uh, D'Angelo starts plays a lot, but um, the. The, the story that came out, I think, showed a. I think it'd be fair to say, showed a void of of veteran leadership in that locker room. That because on on most teams that just wouldn't have happened. So I think that there's going to have to be the, the Lakers. I thought handled it well. They got those guys and made them face the music and said, "Okay, you, you're going to explain what happened, and and you know you're either going to make it work or we're going to sink." So they've only got to get, to get along for four more games, but there's going to. I think there's going to have to be a change in culture, a change in the locker room, and, and I think the end result of it, I personally would be surprised if both those guys are on the roster next year. I think, I think something has to happen. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, but I'm asking is you're, you're right there and I'm not. So, uh, hey, before I get to my final question, which is pretty worthless, but I'll, I'll get to the most <laughs> important question and, and, the one, and the one that fans are, are wanting to hear the answer to more than anything else I've discussed with you today you know, Kobe is listed as questionable for tonight's game. Uh, he's banged up. I know that. But will Kobe Bryant play in New Orleans tonight? I, I would be absolutely shocked, Sean, if he didn't. I, I, I think he'll try and play. He may not play a lot. We had a game against Miami, when was it, a week ago Sunday, uh, where he really was up for it. He was his last game against Dwayne Wade, and um, – and he went out, he played, and after nine minutes he had to shut it down because he couldn't raise his shoulder above his head. But I, let, me, let me just say this. He's played in every farewell game. This is a farewell game, last time he's ever going to play in New Orleans. Um, 
He's played in every farewell game this season without exception. I mean, he hasn't missed one. So um, mm-hmm. it, it would it would surprise me greatly with just, you know, four games left if this would be the one he missed. I think he plays tonight. I think he plays Sunday in Houston. Uh, I think he plays Monday in OKC. And then I think he plays a lot in his last game on Wednesday night. So so I, I'm kind of stepping around your question. What I'm going to say is he definitely plays. I don't know how much he's going to play. That's that's that okay. would be my my guess, and I think that would be fair to him and the fans and everybody else. Uh, all right, last question, the worthless one here: the uh, the amount of merchandise that'll be flooding into the uh, Stable Center on, uh, I guess it's Wednesday, is pretty obnoxious. I, I would imagine, uh, John, that you, a man of your stature, will be uh, going after that thirty eight thousand dollar Kobe Bryant commemorative hat. I, am I wrong? Uh, not only uh, are you not wrong, if I don't get the hat, I have I have sent uh, I've sent word out to my agents, like the two guys from the movie Trading Places, that go into the pit. I've sent two Laker fans into the pit, telling them to buy, 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 and get me that hat at all costs. And uh, and so if I don't come up with it, that just means some Hollywood mogul has outbid me. Uh, can you believe that? A $38,000 hat. The funny thing is, Sean, somebody's going to buy it. Somebody's going to buy it. Not only I'll will, s- not only will somebody ahead. buy it, John, somebody will wear it. You oh, watch. No question. All right, here's the other thing. So, you know, we have all these secondary ticket um, ways you can buy tickets. Like you can go to StubHub or to SeatGeek or, you know, whatever your ticket broker of choice is, you know, in, in, in all these cities that we go to. So there's a guy right now on StubHub trying to sell a courtside seat, one of the seats like where you sit, Sean, right on the court at Staples Center, mm-hmm. um, for $500,000, half a million dollars. Now, he hasn't got his price yet, but I'm, just, I'm, I'm very anxious to see if someone who's like exceptionally desperate sells that seat for $500,000. And if, Sean, that happens, I want you to immediately put your seat at Stub uh, at Staples Center next year when you come up for whatever whatever price we hit, and you can come sit with me, and we'll do a dual broadcast, and we'll split the profits. What do you think? I I totally agree. The only problem is Kobe Bryant won't be playing next year when I come back to the Staples Center. Well, maybe it'll be Kevin Durant. Who knows? Could be, could be. And if you and I can split, you know, a hundred bucks, uh, we'll take it, right? Yeah. It, well, it, it's funny because it, it, in most arenas, I, we, we yell at the Laker people all the time about this. We're the only arena in the league that puts the visiting broadcaster courtside and sticks the home guys like 20 rows up. So you guys are always in a better spot than we are. So if there's a seat to be sold, I hate to tell you it's going to be yours. But but that's the bad news. The good news is I'll, I'll kick the guys out next to me and we can do a – We'll, we'll do we'll, we'll do the first ever dual NBA city New Orleans slash LA radio broadcast. I'm in. I'm in. I'm totally in. And uh, and and I'll even I'll even justify everything by saying that's the Chick Hearn location because that's who you have to thank for that setup. By the way, so yeah. Amen. Yeah. Great. Amen. I always tell people, but we should end with that. That if you've never, especially if you're a younger listener, uh, if you've never heard Chick Hearn do basketball, go to YouTube, type in the words Chick Hearn and play a few clips, you'll be on there for 45 minutes to an hour just listening to how good this guy was. Uh, yeah, no, I... announcer passed away in 2002. So it's funny, Sean, now we we got 14-year-old kids running around who don't know who Chick Hearn is. Pretty, pretty That's scary. That's crazy. 
Well, it just makes you and me feel older. That's all. So, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> John, as always, I appreciate it. You're gracious with your time. I will say this. Do yourself a favor and um, put the game prep away early today. Sneak over to French Quarter Festival, get something to eat there, and then come to the game tonight. Deal. Didn't even have to twist my arm once. I'll, I'll be out there Perfect. later on. All right, All right sounds good. See you tonight. Okay. All right, John, thank Bye. you very much. Here's John Ireland, the voice of the Los Angeles Lakers. Big game tonight. Details on that game here a little bit later in uh, Black and Blue Report. We'll take a break. And as a matter of fact, I'll give you the details here in just a second. Stay with us. If you haven't experienced our new and improved Sideline Premier Seats, then you'll want to check them out. Offering the closeness to the action but full vantage point of the court, it's a great opportunity to entertain clients, associates, and friends. Sideline Premier Seat ticket packages include parking, food and beverage credit, access to private clubs, and more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to learn more about these premium seating options today. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Hey, before we get out of here, a couple of notes. First of all, two notes from the NBA last night. Uh, number one, the Warriors uh, defeat the San Antonio Spurs to keep their hopes alive at uh, possibly winning 73. We'll see if they do it. Uh, I think that uh, Warriors head coach Steve Kerr wants to maybe rest Curry and some of the others. Uh, the players, though, may say, you know what? We may never have this shot again. We may try and go for this thing. So we'll see how that plays out. And then, of course, that includes a rematch with the Spurs on Sunday in San Antonio. But uh, it was a Golden State team that kind of uh, regained its mojo a bit last night at home, didn't they? And the other thing uh, that involves uh, our game on Saturday was the fact that Phoenix beat Houston last night uh, in almost a shocking game for both. Phoenix needs to lose uh, right now. And Houston definitely needed to win. They, They may be now on the outside looking in the Western Conference playoffs and when you look at their season right now and the players they have on that roster, it is almost a stunner uh, in my eyes that Houston would be out of the playoff picture and one would have to go all the way back to the firing of Kevin McHale and start to maybe shake their head a little bit. But we're going to see the Suns on uh, Saturday night at the Smoothie King Center. That's a 6 p.m. tip-off. And uh, it's one of our most popular giveaways every year. Um, the year of the uniform is uh, one of those that kind of has a series. Well, the Saturday night they'll be giving away the shorts of that uniform. So the Mardi Gras uniform shorts to the first 3,000 kids and under. Thanks again to our good friends at Rouse's and their partners uh, with Ruffles for getting that done. That's Saturday night at 6. And then, of course, tonight uh, we, uh, we've been talking about this all during the podcast today, but you know the Pelicans and the Lakers, and with a sold-out crowd, uh, one that will be really ready to take it all in tonight, uh, we're going to open the doors early. And so doors normally open, I think, at 6. Well, tonight at 545, they'll open the doors of the Smoothie King Center, and the Pelicans are urging 
all to uh, to arrive early. So keep that in mind as you make plans after work today or uh, school, whatever, as far as uh, getting yourself to the game if you are lucky enough to have tickets for uh, tonight's special game. Uh, with uh, four to go, this is the uh, this is the one. We've got the game tomorrow night. I mentioned the giveaway. And then Monday will be the home season finale against the Chicago Bulls. And on Monday, we'll be back with another edition of the Black and Blue Report. Uh, speaking of that Monday show, we're going to begin our NFL draft preview. We'll be uh, talking to folks from teams 1 through 12 in the draft. We'll also focus on the NFC South teams, but that all begins on Monday with the Titans. All right. With that being said, everybody have a great weekend. It's going to be hard not to. Um, and those of you who are unable to, I apologize and I understand. <laughs> so, with that being said, thanks to John Ireland and Jonathan Vilma today, Daniel Salerson, our producer. I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you tonight at the Smoothie King Center. And then, of course, back here again on Monday for another edition of the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.